Hello. Welcome to Discovery Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. My goal is for us to discover jazz old and new together by listening to a wide array of selections and exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz. We'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. This program is on Trent Radio, 92.7 on your dial, and Peterborough Independent Podcasters. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. That's a, a part of a, a song that I wrote last week at a gig, and, and then I played it last night just to see if I could remember it, called West Coast Preacher, ah. and it's an amalgamation of uh, West Coast Blues and The Preacher and a couple other things. Uh-huh. So I thought I'd make, steal it and make it my own. Why not? That's <laughs> probably how a lot of jazz gets invented. Yeah. Today I'm chatting with jazz guitarist Mike Graham in his comfortable home just outside of Peterborough, Ontario. Our main topic of discussion: What is the future of jazz? What the future? What is the future of jazz? Well, that's a, um, a big question. I would think that uh, something different than what it is now. I think uh, the music now is sort of phasing out, so I, I'm not sure where it's going to end up. But, but uh, it'll be something different than what it is now. It won't be bebop won't be a swing, won't be, you know, even the hip-hop thing that takes a bit of bebop, won't be that. It's going to be something different, perhaps composed, just newly composed style of music. I think that's it. It'll be sort of like a, maybe a, a variation of third stream type of uh, yeah. music, do you think? Yes, or, or, or following... Uh, Sort of, you know, where classical was was moving to when it was sort of becoming less and less popular. It became more and more different, you know, with the the 12 tones and and all that, which then didn't become popular, but I think that's where it's probably going to go to. After after this generation of people who still grew up with Miles Davis and, and, and that kind of music being played quite a bit. I think as soon as that generation's gone, it'll be totally different. When Mike Graham referred to those compositional pieces that he believed were jazz's future, this next piece, which was recently posted on the internet by Michael Morse, a musicologist in Peterborough, came to mind. I have no idea if this is consistent with Mike Graham's concept or not. It's old, 1961, but could still be very much a part of jazz's future. Give a listen to see what you think. Thank you. 
next time that I see Mike Graham, I'll ask him if that piece might be representative of jazz's future, or whether it's part of a genre that is going to die out along with the Miles Davis fans sometime in the near or distant future. That was Peace for Guitar and Strings from 1961. It's from a John Lewis-produced album called Jazz Abstractions. That was a Gunther Schuller composition with Jim Hall on guitar. Jazz's future or not, it's pretty impressive. But back to the future, or at least the ever-continuing present. So can you think of any people, Mike, that are kind of doing something that might be resembling what jazz is moving towards? Um, well, I like Kurt Rosenwinkel's last album, and he hired a bunch of uh, Brazilian... It's very Brazilian, uh, uh, so it's not too different from Brazilian jazz or what Pat Metheny was doing, but, uh, but it was a little different in the sense it didn't have the sort of payoffs of pop music or pop Brazilian. It's... It was, you know, we're still, so much of jazz is still this A-A-B-A, you know, here's the hook, hopefully, and and, uh, and then I'll solo, but there has to be some sense of hook to get it uh, related to by most people, you know. The name of that album is KP. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's spelled C-A-I-P-I, and it was released in... 2017. Here's a track called Kama, K-A-M-A, as well as guitarist Kurt Rosenwinkel. You hear the voice, drums, keys, and percussion of 23-year-old Pedro Martins.
Kurt Rosenwinkel with an illustration of what guitarist Mike Graham sees as being the future of jazz. And who do you see as being the listeners to these, this up-and-coming jazz? Well, I think it would be music students <laughs> being the main ones. You know, uh, I have kids, um, well, they're 20 and 17, they don't listen to jazz. They've been forced to listen to it in my car quite a bit growing up but uh you know but they do like hip-hop and the chill music a bit so uh there's elements of jazz in there and samples you know it was nice there was a, a sting song that's beautiful guitar in it called the shape of my heart and they sampled that for a hip-hop song and i told my daughter i said you know that's from a sting song and the, then she went and heard the sting song and actually liked that so it sort of introduced her so i think maybe that somehow introduces people to jazz people you know if if it's been sampled and put to a different beat or a different artist and so that's sort of the younger people but but all in all I, I you know I wonder where jazz is headed because it's an older crowd an older audience and uh, young people don't seem to be embracing it except for the students that tune, The Shape of My Heart by Sting, has apparently been sampled at least 32 times in various songs. Here's a bit of it. Deals of cars to find the answer 
sacred geometry of chance The hidden law of a probable outcome Numbers lead a dance Know that the spades are the swords of a soldier Know that the clubs are weapons of war lovely tune. I'm sorry I have to cut it off. I don't know if this is the song that introduced that tune to Mike's kids, this one coming up, but it's an interesting bit of hip-hop that uses that particular tune predominantly from last year. This is Russ with Parkstone Drive. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It rains sometimes, even when it shines. Don't give up, don't give up. No, it rains sometimes, even when it shines. Don't give up. Yeah, my parents' marriage in shambles. I won't lie, it hurts. I thought money would fix it, but it just made it get worse. See, my dad was the man till his job cut ties. He went broke, I got rich. That shit fuck with his pride. Yeah, I recognize it was disturbing to see. The family stopped turning to him and start turning to me. Going through it, I know he tried to hide the pain. If he gave up and got a job, his dad died in vain. Cause his dad ran the business. So my dad tried to run one, two, but there's a difference. No income, my dad started losing his confidence. Meanwhile, every day, I got brand new accomplishments At the height of my career was his lowest And that's a lie, cause we both still going Me up, him down, it caused a lot of angst Argument got out of hand, had to call Frank All my efforts ignored, he threw it on my face It's not a song long enough where I could say what I gave Shit's crazy, mom couldn't believe him I mean, she's cried in the past, you know, threatened to leave him But she never had the money to, but I got it now It's bittersweet that this is how by my mama house Oh well, guess I should've seen it coming All the tears, all the threats, all the fighting and fussing Hardly any loving, way too much hate Finally try to change, mom said it's too late Move out day, came and went, still in shock shit Doesn't even know where my mom's new spot is Wasn't the first time, but this was the worst time Hurt by your own family is the worst kind All this shit been happening while I was blowing up And it's still going on, now you know what's yeah, up Yeah, it rains sometimes, even when it shines Don't give up, don't give up No, it rains sometimes, even when it shines Don't give up Way too much stress for any more bad press Especially another lie that they make up and stretch down I can't lie, shit is taking a toll So much hate sent to me, sun stays my soul To the point when I walk into the booth, that's what I let out Makes for good songs, but mentally I'm trying to get out Trying to focus on the good, not the evil Can't complain, it's how I always greet people I'm exhausted, exasperated From the pain that I'm facing and masquerading Don't get it twisted, I'm grateful for everything but the devil's still asking for a wedding ring I decline, try to focus on love Try to focus on fans, try to focus on rust Every day another lie, sometimes it feels like a curse Sometimes it feels like necessary preparation for first Yeah, it rains sometimes, even when it shines Don't give up, don't give up No, it rains sometimes, even when it shines Don't give up, no Yeah, it rains sometimes, even when it shines Don't give up don't give up I know it rains sometimes Even when it shines Don't give up No
not jazz, but sampling can be a potential gateway for young people to discover other music, including jazz. So says guitarist Mike Graham. We're going to talk about jazz schools and the contribution that they make to today's jazz experience, which makes it somewhat different from from yesterday's experience. There's no place that you can go play six nights a week uh, to learn with older jazz players, teaching you sort of how to play and and, and uh, setting a bar high. Now, the only place to sort of get that experience is at a school where there are, you know, hired teachers and and a, and a crowd all the, all the time. So that is the only place to learn anymore. So, yes, you, you come out of that playing a very academic, jazz versus you know all the all the masters who learn playing in these uh, clubs after our clubs and and listening to everybody and playing and every night every day playing not practicing and socially it was you know i often talk about the social context of jazz in the 50s and 60s and if you hear coltrane screaming on his his saxophone, well, that was uh, at the civil rights time and meant so much more than, you know, some a kid coming out of college, you know, after four years and screaming on the saxophone, emulating John Coltrane. Well, it's not the same civil, uh, you know, strife, I guess, uprising. Yeah, so it, it's lost its context. And Pat Martino, of course, talks about that because he... He played in in uh, Harlem at a very young age, and and sort of saw what it meant. All the poets were there, all the activists were there. The jazz was part of that. Now it's more academic, you know, like classical music has become. The whole area of jazz and its social context is an important one. And I want to invite you to listen to the Discovering Jazz podcast from a while back on the topic of jazz and politics. They were episodes 38 to 41. But today is episode 63, and I'm talking with Peterborough guitarist Mike Graham about the future of jazz. Mike made reference to guitarist Pat Martino a couple times during our chat, so let's hear something by Pat Martino. It's a Sonny Rollins tune, Olio, with Joey DeFrancesco on the organ. Thank you. 
I notice about all the established session players, they're all selling themselves on the internet. Come study with me, you know, subscribe to my channel. And uh, these are guys that did very well, you know, and have made a lot of money over the years. And 
now they're into the internet, you know, and uh, not stopping. And then that creates a crowd uh, so that you can travel around the world because a lot of people know who you are, so you have some notoriety. So it does create your audience a bit. So that's where the internet has has, has taken over where jazz is. So a, a popular uh, group like Snarky Puppy of young jazz musicians became popular, I think, from you know YouTube, and, and and it spread the word of what they do. Somebody says, "Oh, look how easy that is." Well, somebody else told me a, 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 they were working on that for like six or seven years before it actually broke. So they had, you know, this collection of 15 people all deciding to do something for no money, basically, for a long time because they loved it. So that's where school's good, I think, you know. These kids can meet each other there, and uh, like-minded. Now, Snarky Puppy was kind of one of those rare beasts who kind of made it commercially and became big. But how big are they, say, compared to a you know, a best-selling pop star or rock star. Well, nothing, nothing like that. But they're making a good living at it, and uh, and uh, and you see, their music is an amalgamation of uh, so almost you know, it's a little more structured, five or six movements to a big long piece. So again, you know, it's sort of moving out of the uh, and using funk and all the different rhythms, Latin, but just moving out of the sort of the the standards and bebop and. And sort of, you know, almost new composition, compositional music. So, you know, made it a little more bigger arrangements, that's for sure. So would you see them as being an example of where jazz is heading? Oh, absolutely, yes, yes. And and groove heavy for younger people because people, you know, want to experience, you know, funk grooves. And, you know, they got a great drummer in Larnell Lewis. And, and uh, you know... That attracts a whole young crowd. They'll they'll listen to that regardless of what else is being played, just because the drums are happening and, and the bass is happening. Here is one of those big long pieces with a few movements and uh, a funky feel. Snarky puppy with lingus. <laughs>
The amazing sounds of Snarky Puppy. You're listening to Discovering Jazz, coming through the studios of Trent Radio and Peterborough Independent Podcasters. My name's Larry Sademan, and today I'm talking to Peterborough jazz guitarist Mike Graham, all about the future of jazz. The main criticism I hear of jazz, you know, from people who listen to my, my program or choose not to listen to the program, is that it's so insular. And it's, it's only geared to other jazz musicians. Yes, I, I think that's true. You know, unless it's so fun and, and different and, you know, I think, or entertaining. You know, if I went and saw Brad Meldo, I've seen Brad Meldo a, f- a few times. And, uh, you know, he's a brilliant player. And sometimes his stuff doesn't, doesn't grab me either. You know, he's, he's playing with John Schofield. I saw, saw them play and, uh, and I just didn't get moved by what they were doing at all. And here are two of the, the best people on their instruments. So I don't get it. <laughs> I don't expect people who don't have that, the reference to get it. What moves you? Well, I like you know I like the old school stuff that the melody you know and uh, and and I like groove and uh, you know I like uh, you know Diana Reeves can sing a song and 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 can be anything and it'll it'll be good the, the really good ones can move me doing anything but uh, you know that's about what moves me you know just uh, capturing the moment Kurt Elling for instance saying. Um, after the love is gone, in one of his uh, concerts that I've seen him, and I played that in bands in 20, 20 years worth, and just played through it, never thought of it, and here I'm watching him um, uh, perform it, it nearly moved me to tears. So here's a, just with his delivery, or or somehow it made me think of something else, or 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 whatever. But whatever he was doing was working as an entertainer, you know. For a while, the love was all we could do. We were young and we knew, and our eyes were alive. Deep inside, we knew our love was true. For a while. Paid no mind to the past. We knew our love would last every night. Something right would invite us to begin the day. Something happened along the way. What used to Happy was said Something happened along the way And yesterday was all we had After the love is gone How can you Not let me stay around After 
Kurt Elling, a hit for Earth, Wind, and Fire, co-written by Canadian David Foster, and uh, a source of inspiration for my guest on this week's episode of Discovering Jazz, Mike Graham, talking about the future of jazz. And while we may be talking about the future, there are some aspects of music that are timeless. So it's really that ability to find a totally new dimension to a song and really make it come alive. Yeah, make people sort of internalize 
what they're listening to, you know, what are these words saying and, and how is he saying that, you know. So, you know, I guess the great performers do that and, uh, and the other people just mimic it, you know, like mimic bebop or, or, you know, play all the great, great scales and sound great. But after, you know, 10 minutes of listening to somebody uh, soloing and bebop and you just kind of lose, lose the context of what's he doing it for kind of thing. You know? That's where it's, I'm playing for all the other bebop players in here and this, get this lick or, you know, isn't this neat, you know, so. One of those great performers that Mike talked about is singer Diane Reeves. Here she is singing a Peter Gabriel tune called In Your Eyes. Of all my fruitless 
instincts they return and the grand facade so soon will burn without noise without my pride i reach out from the inside oh in your eyes the light the heat i am complete in your eyes i see the doorway to a thousand churches your eyes the resolution of all my Well, we're out of time, and I know that Mike Graham still has a lot of interesting things to say about the future of jazz. That means we'll have a part two, where we'll hear more from Mike, and I'll also do a bit of an internet search to find some other perspectives on jazz's future. You're listening to Discovering Jazz, coming through the studios of Trent Radio, as well as on podcasts through Peterborough Independent Podcasters. This will be the last Discovering Jazz program on CFFF Trent Radio, as the winter broadcast season is coming to an end, and I'm moving to Victoria, B.C. But don't fear, the podcast will continue, eventually from Victoria. This is Larry Sadman saying bye for now, inviting you to tune in next week for more on the future of jazz. And since Mike Graham is such a fun 
fine guitarist, it would be criminal not to get him to play something before he goes. <laughs> What's your most requested song? Oh, uh, for me, well, somebody I, uh, I played last night in a, a little restaurant, Amabella's, fabulous place, and uh, somebody requested uh, Saravana song, a Saravana song, and uh, rather than sing it, I played it. Because <laughs> I thought, Man, they may be disappointed if I tried singing it. So I played Body and Soul. I thought, that might be one of her biggies, or is it? I'm not sure. I'm sure she recorded So, uh, but yeah, I don't think I have a, you know, people ask for Pat Metheny sometimes when they hear me, and I, I play a lot of nylon string guitar, so I get the Joe Beam requests, and Meditation, been, you know, that was requested the other day. And okay, you want to end off with a little bit of Meditation? Sure. That's like... Uh, <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you.